Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. What's going on, man? Welcome to another live edition of Real Fans Real Talk. Oh, man, we got a whole lot to get into this week. But before we do, let me introduce my co-host, my brother, the one and only Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. What's really good, man? I'm super excited today because we actually have some sports to talk about. We we almost had to go a whole week with, with no real sports-related topics, so now we're back to it. <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> We did at least, you know what I'm saying? We did, you know, I mean, not that this All-Star Weekend was the, the best All-Star Weekend. And all I could think about uh, coming out of All-Star Weekend was White Men Can't Jump, the, the movie. That's what my mind was brought back to. Uh, shout out to, 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 to Mac McClung. Uh, on winning the dunk contest, but when he won, that's I'm sorry, but that's what I thought of, especially since they're doing the remake right now with uh, with Jack <laughs> Harlow. Um, I don't I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but they definitely are remaking the movie, so that's what I was thinking about. But let's 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 get let's get past All Star Weekend because we kind of both agreed that the the weekend as a whole was a flop. Um, it's not mm-hmm. the same as it used to be. But we do have some other NBA NBA news going on right now that we are going to get to. So let's just let's just jump right into it. The buyout uh, market has officially opened, and we've had our first uh, pair of signings. Uh, two playoff teams uh, made some moves. Uh, the first one we're gonna start with LA with the Clippers, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, somebody that we speak about a lot, that's spoken about a lot in the media period, uh, is signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. Actually, had his debut. Last night, not not bad. Uh, in a in a, even though it was in a loss, but seventeen points, fourteen assists uh, as the starting point guard for the Clippers, can't be mad at that. Uh, but talk to me, uh, Eric, about about Russell Westbrook, the decision that he made to go to the Clippers, and how impactful you think he'll be for this team. Well, uh, first, Russ is petty, and I appreciate his level of pettiness because he's choosing the Clippers for one specific reason to stick it to the Lakers. He he gets obviously he's an LA kid, so he gets to stay home. But now he stays in that building and the Lakers are going to have to deal with him. Uh, but I love the fit. This is what the Clippers were hoping yeah, to get from John Wall when they signed him in the offseason. But obviously John Wall was never really healthy. But a dynamic guard who can push the pace, who can kind of take some of the pressure off of Kawhi and PG-13, not only as a ball handler, but as an initiator uh, of offense. So now those guys get possessions where they get a break. And you saw it yesterday. Immediately he comes in, gives them a double-double. His plus minus was one of the best on the court yesterday in general. Um, you know, their defense struggled yesterday. But ultimately, I love all the moves the Clippers have made. And to me, this is the icing on the cake. This is their move to say we are all in on trying to win a championship this season. I agree. Um, I, honestly, as even though because I did read some reports that the Clippers organization may not have wanted uh, Russ, but that Paul George kind of went to bat for him to, to bring him on. I actually think this is a huge signing for the Clippers. Um, you know, the Clippers they they got they got shooters, they got guys that can knock down the three, and, and including you know the their big two um, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But they have other shooters outside of those guys. So now to have a guy like Russell Westbrook who can kind of He's a jack of all trades pretty much at this point in his career. He can score. He can get you 13, 14 points if you need that. He can get you 10 assists if you need that. He can get you 7, 8, 9, even 10 rebounds if you need that on any given night. Um, the fact that he comes out the gate with a double-double should let uh, let the NBA fans know, the, the, the players, the, the teams know that um, that the Clippers made the right choice and the, and and they're going to have to, to, to be on alert. Because I really like this move for the Clippers. The way he's facilitating the ball for those guys, I think this was kind of like the the perfect fit for him. Uh, the only the only other place where I, I thought that that Russ would have been good, or at least I think the best would have been if he had went to Miami, just because of the environment down there with uh with, with Pat Riley being there and, and and how the Miami Heat play basketball. I thought he would have been a good fit there as well. But, I mean, I absolutely loved it. Clippers going to have to work on their defense because you can't be giving up 140 and 50 points like that. It, that is, it, that's just crazy. I don't even care the fact that it went to double overtime because it was, it was already – the numbers was already crazy at the end of regulation. So they're going to have to have to, to, to work on that. But I do really like this move uh, for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the defense is going to have to be addressed. 
But, I mean, we don't want to take anything away from Sacramento. Sacramento is one of the best offenses in the league. So every night they kind of give somebody the business. And shout out to everybody in the chat, man. We see you guys. We appreciate you guys rocking with us already. Uh, Melissa, drunk, who ball a scoop. Um, Melissa makes a great point, though. He does have to cut down on the turnovers. That's that's one of the things with Russ. Sometimes he gets a little out of control, and he, he's got to slow that down a little bit. But I think that will work itself out because as they get close to the playoffs and they figure out this rotation, and they you got to remember, not only are they integrating Russ in, they're trying to integrate Eric Gordon and Bones Highland. And so they're three brand new guards to that team that they're trying to work into the rotation. They'll figure that out. And late game scenarios is always going to go through Kawhi Leonard anyway. Um, to your point, Tripp, I, I appreciate that. Like you, you highlighted PG 13 kind of went out the way and said, no, I, I want Russ. You know, we have a really good relationship and we had a good uh, relationship in OKC. But I also think the Clippers, not that they were worried about Russ. I just think they wanted to make sure that the fit was going to be right, that mm-hmm. Russ understood even though you're coming in and he started at point guard last night, we still aren't expecting you to kind of lead this team. We're kind of expecting you to be the energy guy when our two main guys don't have it. So I, I love the move from that standpoint, man. The comments looking great, man. Uh, Hoop Baller Scoop uh, mentioned, is it is it me? Or remember when Russ and OKC didn't have that lethal foul line pull-up jumper? What happened to that? Um, Russ' game has digressed a little bit. We know that. He's still a quality guy. But, you know, is he the guy he was six years ago when he was the MVP of the league? No. He's gotten a little older, defensive caught up to him a little bit more, and he struggled a little bit. Sometimes he gets a little out of control, but I still love his game, and I, I think he is a, a big, big piece to what the Clippers could be this um, postseason. Yeah, absolutely, and that, and, and that's why I said I, I think where he's at now at this point in, in his career, I think it just works out uh, perfectly for what the Clippers needed as far as a point guard goes. I, I, you know, I think Russ is, is is definitely a large step up from what they, you know, and no disrespect to John Wall, but I just think he's going to be a large step up to what they were getting from John Wall, which kind of really wasn't much of anything because he wasn't even getting the time like that. Um, but, yeah, Drunk, I do agree with you on that. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the uh, – for the Russ interview as well on this Lakers call. Y'all starting up early today, man. Come on. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all starting up real early. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be hilarious Um, because I, I do agree with you, Eric. I think, you know, that was a little shot back at the at the Lakers. Like, oh, I got a shot to – one, I could stay in L.A. where I, where I want to be anyway. And, two, you know, I could kind of, you know, get at you guys by me joining the Clippers. That's a rivalry team, you know, as far as not as far as resume wise, it's not really a rivalry, but just the LA LA thing is a, there's a huge rivalry there, especially the last couple of years with uh, Kawhi kind of shunning the Lakers and then and going to the the, the Clippers as well. So I, you know, I, I love that move for them. Um, I, I the the other the other big uh, buyout signing, uh, Kevin Love, goes to Miami um, to play with those guys. Um. I, I like the move. I don't know because 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 Kevin Love hadn't really been playing too much the last couple of weeks with Cleveland. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he's going to bring to them, but uh, we do know Kevin Love is a really good rebounder. He can still uh, shoot the, shoot the three. Um, he can give you a little little little, little inside game as well. So I, I think he can complement those guys. Um, and with the Nets not being there, they kind of jumped the ladder in the East as well. Um, but do you think this gives the 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 Miami Heat a a big boost, or is this just like, eh, you know, they got Kevin Love, he's former All Star, former champion, whatever, but you know, it's kind of late in his career. Uh, it depends on if Kevin Love can be healthy. He he hasn't really been healthy for most of the season with Cleveland, and that's what really led to the buyout because they couldn't find a way to integrate him into the rotation. And obviously, they they got two uh, really good big men there as well. But uh, if Love is healthy, yes. Because then I think it gives them a dynamic that they haven't had in the past. Another big to play with Bam Adebayo, somebody who could stretch the floor similar to Bam. But now if, if you have a healthy Kevin Love and you put him out there with Tyler Hero, with Bam, with Max Strews, and then Jimmy Butler, you create a lot of space for Jimmy Butler to work. And we know Jimmy Butler is one of the most deadliest guys in the mid-range and in the low post as a guard. So if Kevin Love is right, this could be a very significant move. And Miami, I never count him out because I think Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the NBA and that heat culture is real. I mean, you know, we hear it a lot. We hear a lot of people say, oh, heat culture, heat culture. But it's real because every year when they get to the playoffs, they show up and they show out. Last year, they were one game away from beating Boston and probably, you know, moving on to to potentially winning an NBA final. So I, I think it's legitimate if Kevin Love is healthy. 
Okay. All right. Well, listen. You know I like Kevin Love, so I hope I hope it does work out. And you also know Miami is is my second home. Um, shout out to shout out to the family listen, Joes. I'll be back down there soon. You you got multiple second homes because you got residency with the Lakers now because of LeBron. <laughs> now you talking about uh you know Miami. Um, I want to I want to we want to get the Ron Ron's questions in a second as well. Mm-hmm. But he is past his prime. But again, this isn't a situation Ron Ron where he's got to go in and carry anything. He's just looking to be a veteran leader on a team that needs another piece. He definitely is an upgrade at the, at the four position for them if he's healthy. Uh, Kevin Love, though, do you think the Cavs should have retired his number? I, I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't think it was necessary. Okay, so here's, here's the thing with that, right? Um, I, 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 well, at least I think I get it from their standpoint. How many, how many championships do the Cavaliers have? One. Right? He was a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Big, big part of that. And he's been there for, for a long time. He stayed. Everybody else left. He was the last man standing. So from that standpoint, I understand it. Um, I mean, where else would you I guess? Oh, I guess if, if you were going to retire his jersey, I guess it would have to be in Cleveland. I mean, maybe in Minnesota. But everybody don't have to get their jersey. Retired. Yeah, everybody don't have to get their jersey. <laughs> but but I get it though because because again, like I said, they they only have one championship. He was a big part of that, and he stayed longer than you know Kyrie. And and when LeBron left, everybody left. It's still Kevin Love, so I I get it. Should he have? I guess realistically, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you know, whatever. They they only have one, and and that was that one really you know meant a lot to 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 the city of Cleveland. So I, for them, okay, yeah, I get it. I I didn't get it because like I said to me, yeah, the contribu- contribution was big in terms of winning a championship, but he was he wasn't there long enough or had a big enough impact on the on the. Uh, on the organization, yeah, his, his better um, years weren't were in Minnesota. I, I I will I will say that, but that's why I said it. I think it's more so just the fact that he was part of their big three that got them their first and only championship. So, you know what I mean? For them, I I, I get it. That that's that's it. Outside of that, no, I don't see why Kevin Love needs to have his uh, jersey retired. You know what I mean? But for them, yeah, I, I get it. Um, let's 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 go to Ron Ron's uh, question. Let's get your prediction for the Lakers versus Mavs tonight. Today is the real test for the Lakers. They beat the Pelicans without Zion and Warriors without Curry and Wiggins. But I got Luka and Kyrie tonight. Um, I'm going to start with that one, Eric. I'm going to take that one. I'm going with yeah, the, that, that. That game tonight or tomorrow? I thought that game was the Sunday game. Is that the Sunday game? Let me see. I gotta, I'm going to double check it too. But either way, go ahead, bro. But yeah, um, but I, I'm I'm taking the Lakers in that one. Um you know, I know people have been down on the Lakers, but right now they're healthy. Um, they made some really good moves to bring in some a, a lot of shooting, actually, uh, with Malik Beasley, uh, with D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, obviously we've only seen really one game with the full, full roster, how, how, how it's going to be. Um, but very, very good win against the, the Warriors team that, that, yeah, I know they're struggling this season. Um, but going into this matchup, I just... You know, if Anthony Anthony Davis is, is good to go, um, I think he can pretty much do what he want versus the, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and then, you know, the rest of those guys, I think they're kind of filling into, into play. So I think the, the Lakers win this game tonight. Um, you know, as far as score, I don't know about how close it'll be, but I, I do think the Lakers come away with the win tonight. Yeah, that, that game is actually tomorrow. That's the 3.30 game tomorrow. I, I'm going to agree with, with Ron Ron. I got the Dallas Mavs in this game. Um, I think what we're starting to see from Luke and Kyrie is pretty special. Uh, they're going to get it right. But I also think, too, I don't want to put too much stock in the Lakers just yet because the Lakers really haven't beaten a full squad yet. Um, I like how they're playing. They do look better, but they haven't beaten a full squad yet. So, for me, I, I got to go with uh, with Dallas. All right, there you go. Oh, you know what? And I'm going to ask, ask you guys, since we got y'all, y'all in the chat right now, I want y'all to start putting them lists together and and, um, and send them in the um, your 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 pick for best player at each position: point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. Because we want you guys to help us out when we put together our Mount Rushmore list. So y'all can either drop them in the comments, or if you guys want to DM us on, on on Twitter, on Instagram at Real Fan Talk, you can do that as well. But so I send us sending us in your top fives because we're going to record our Mount Rushmore special uh, soon. Very soon. So we got we definitely want you guys' opinions. Yeah, and uh Hoop Baller Scoop, um Kyrie should his number should be retired with the Cavs, uh, without a doubt. You know, the longevity might not have been there, but while he was there, he he easily was one of the greatest players in franchise history and obviously has the biggest shot, most significant shot in franchise history. Kyrie's number when it's all said and done, 
it will be up in the Raptors. In the Raptors, there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one they drafted him. That was you know what I mean. That was the number one draft pick. Obviously, at the end, it didn't work out, but they got a championship before he he left, and he he was a big part of it. I mean, when you go back to the forty forty night uh, with him and LeBron mm-hmm. was at Game Six, and then to hit the shot to seal the deal, um, in the face of. You know, one of the somebody who we just was talking about last week about uh, you know getting into that top ten all time and Steph Curry, so he's definitely a big part of that. So yeah, you you kind of have to retire Kyrie's jersey. I don't know about no other place, but <laughs> at least in Cleveland, it didn't work out too well in the rest of the location. So no, but definitely in Cleveland, they they have to uh, to to retire. Thank you, Pooh. Uh, yeah, that game is is on Sunday. Appreciate you for that. Um, we said let me see what let me throw this other. This all time. Oh, um, this is yeah. all time, all time top five. We, because again, we're trying to move away from the goat conversation just for basketball and just put together our Mount Rushmore, which obviously we know the Mount Rushmore is for. But we're going position by position. So send us who's your who's who's the best point guard of all time, who's the best shooting guard of all time, who's the best small forward of all time, power forward and center of all time. Send those send those in so we can we can put the votes in and we can get together myself and Eric and we can put our Mount Ro- Mount Rushmore special together. Yeah, uh, and you, you ain't got to put them in the comment section now because that's gonna be for a future episode. Yeah, yeah. Because because I don't want you guys to flood it now and think that we're ignoring it because like I said that's that's gonna be more for a future episode. You get us up on social media. Um, we're going to put the email up later as well. They can send it in. However you guys want to send it in, let us know. We'll we'll keep tallies on it. Um, Drunk, you're absolutely right as well. He said, without Kyrie, I don't believe Braun comes back to Cleveland. You're 1,000% correct. Yeah. I think too often uh, a lot is made that, you know, Braun is coming home, but people forget that. There was a young Kyrie who was already an all-star on that team, and that's what really intrigued Braun about coming back home to play with such a dynamic guard like like Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let me see. Hold on. We got a question. Oh, yeah. I knew this one was coming. All right. Hold on. Let's read. <laughs> Pooh. All right. Let me read Pooh's question here. Okay, y'all. Help me with this. Uh, Brandon Miller has been in the news linked to that shooting of the female of a month ago. So did Darius Miles get arrested? But can y'all check it all? Break it all yes. down? Okay. Go ahead, Eric. So the latest the latest update when the news came out that Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller had provided the gun Obviously, Darius Miles is the shooter in this situation. He is still um, in custody. Brandon Miller, from what I've read and heard, was cooperating with police from day one about this. So the details have not come out as to why the gun was provided. Um, But from what police have said and what the University of Alabama have said is that Brandon Miller has been cooperating with police from day one about this. He has not hid the fact that that was his gun. I guess the details they're still working out is how did that gun end up with Darius Miles. Um, so that's still a developing situation, but that's a very, very ugly situation. We talked about it in a previous episode, Trip. Remember where we talked about the jealousy and, and sometimes for whatever reason, there are men out here who just can't take no as an answer or can't take rejection for whatever reason. And it led to a very tragic situation. So until we learn a little bit more, I, I don't want to throw any dirt on, on Brandon Miller's name until we know some more details. And shout out to Cliff. I see you, Cliff. I saw. I saw in his stories he was at the Laker game trip. Facts. If you, for for y'all that don't know, when, when we are in the TV station recording, obviously we on we you know we on, we on the road right now. But when we in the TV station, Cliff is our technical director, so he runs the the show for us. So whenever y'all see us on TV, that's Cliff that's uh, making all that 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 TV right. magic happen. So big shout out to Cliff. And who baller scoop? You're right. I, I I said it wrong. Darius Miles was there. I, he was not identified as the as the trigger man, but he was there. Right, thank you guys, man. All right, where we where we going with this? We still we still got some some more things going on, uh, in the NBA. Um, oh, uh, Ben Simmons, everybody's favorite Ben Simmons, he's out again. I, I mean, I'm just at this point, I like, I, I'm I'm on a, a a sabbatical from the Nets for a little while until they get to act together. They they've done one good thing. Um, I would probably say in in this season, and well, I guess two, and that's uh, bringing in Jacques Vaughn to be the head coach, and then extending him uh, this past week as well. But other than that, they have been messing up on 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 all the cords. So this Ben Simmons stuff, it's you know, yeah. At this point, you know, I don't expect anything from Ben Simmons anymore. Um, I, I did hear early in the season there was a, a supposed trade in place that would have sent 
Ben Simmons to Miami, um, Bam Adebayo to Brooklyn, and Donovan Mitchell um, uh, to uh, to Donovan Mitchell to Miami, excuse me, and um, and Ben Simmons to to Miami, and so I I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going what's going on with the with the Nets right now and Ben Simmons. I wish him the best. Hope he can get it get it together because I mean he did have a lot of talent. Um, this was a former All Star, former All Defensive player, but you know after the injuries and and all of the, the mental stuff, I, you know I really don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons at this point. Yeah, it's it's tough to know what's really going on with them. Um, he really, you know, he he really hasn't been right <laughs> since that game against Atlanta, that game seven with Philly against Atlanta. And uh, I don't know what's next for him. I don't think the long-term answer is, is for him to be in Brooklyn. I just think New York is too passionate of a sports town for, for him right now. He probably needs to go somewhere that's much more low-key and kind of redevelop himself similar to Markel Fultz and the way he's done it in Orlando and kind of flown under the radar but then redevelop his game. He may have to go that way, man. But, uh, dr- yeah, drunk is on one again, man. He, he want to send him to China. He said, get him up out of there, man. But Ben, yeah, it's it's a lot going on with Ben right now, and I just don't think the Nets are the right situation for him. Yeah, I agree. I like, I like uh, yeah, I agree, hoop baller. Um, I don't think Ben Simmons they don't love the game at a high level. Some of his injuries, you shake your head like, come on, yeah, I I, I agree, man. Um, especially you know, and and I get it because again, like I hate to 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 say somebody should be doing something because if if you're not dealing with, the, with whatever they're dealing with like you can't all the way speak on it but at the same time it's just like come on man like you you are you young you got to get it together man this is this is the time right now um especially now you know what I mean where you have a chance in Brooklyn where you know Everybody is gone, so there's really no pressure for anything at this point. So you could really kind of start the process of turning your your career around, turning your image around. Um, but yeah, he he has to be in the right headspace in order to do that. I think that's where it's going to start for him first is the mental, and then everything else can kind of play itself out. Yeah, and I I agree with who Baller Scoop because I I don't think he loves the game at a high level. I don't think he ever really did, and it showed because he never really developed and enhanced his game. His, his game has pretty much been the same, well, you know, from the day he's come in the league. The only difference is the league caught up to it. So the things he did year one, year two, year three, as the league caught up to it, you can't do it no more. Now he's starting to see that it's tougher than he probably originally thought it was. But ultimately, he got to get out of Brooklyn. He just got to go somewhere low key and, and start all over. Yeah, let me um let me throw because I know they've been talking about Clay. Um, yeah, Clay Clay definitely uh went off uh <laughs> again. We we that, another uh, game six Clay sighting. Right there, um, I mean, well, we know, Clay is the greatest shooter outside of Steph Curry that we've seen all the time. So that's expected from Clay, and I, I do feel like with Clay, he definitely wants to continue to prove that he's back um, to get to to that Game Six Clay form before all of the injuries uh, kept him out for those couple of seasons. He wants to show that he's back. Um, and you know that's that was definitely a sign of it last night. He was shooting the lights out last night. You can't even say nothing about that. Yeah, the performance is crazy, especially when you consider right. So he makes the twelve threes as everybody highlighted. Damn near every shot he took yesterday, aside from two, were all threes. He took seventeen threes. He only took nineteen total shots. Yeah. So he basically lived and scored forty points just shooting threes on you. This is what makes the Warriors so dangerous if they can get healthy for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And this is why nobody wants to write them off because if Steph comes back healthy, now Clay looks like he's back to his old form. They could be the Splash Brothers again in the playoffs. Absolutely. Uh, Eric, you want to take uh, Dion's question? What current NBA star would you love to see win an NBA title that hasn't? It's a good question. Um, Right off the top of my head, I would have to say two guys that stand out the most. Uh, Joel Embiid, because I love the way he plays the game, and I would love to see him be an NBA champion, and Dame Lillard, because of not only the way Dame plays, but his loyalty to Portland. Okay. Um let me see. I wouldn't yeah, I would I wouldn't mind Embiid. I, I I like Embiid. Um I would love to see Chris Paul get a ring. Um and I think now he has the best opportunity he possibly can to get a ring. Um so I th- I think I guess Chris Paul would probably be number one. 
uh, on my list of of guys that I would like to see get a ring. Um, is there anybody outside of, outside of the Chris Paul that I really? I mean, I would have loved to see Melo get a ring, but I don't think he's gonna get signed this season. So yeah. that would probably would have probably been it outside of Chris Paul would have been Carmelo Anthony. But yeah, again, he's not signed right now, and it doesn't look like he's gonna get signed this season. So take it as that. Yeah. Let me see what we got. Let me see what else what else we got on on the rundown for today. Did we get to everything in the NBA? And um, Dion, Dion, let us know who you got. Who you, everybody comment. Let me know what, what stars y'all would love to see win a ring who haven't won a ring already. Yeah, facts. Y'all drop them drop them comments. Let us know. Um, and while while y'all do that, I'm just gonna send a big shout out to uh, to James Harden. Um, he sent he sent a pair of his game worn sneakers over to the one of the, the victims in the uh, Minnesota and it was it the Michigan excuse me Michigan shooting, mm-hmm. um, Facetime call with him and all of that. So you know we 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 love to shout out and big up our uh, athletes when when they when they out here doing positive things. Um, so big shout out to James Harden on that. I see drunk say he wants to see Jimmy Butler. I went my yeah I, I like Jimmy Butler. I went my Jimmy. I'm not Butler. mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, especially because Jimmy Butler is one of the hardest working players. You know what I mean? That I think that 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 we've seen. Like his grind is so crazy. I, I especially I love uh, was back when um, when when he was playing. He was playing with the second team in the practice and beating up on the on the first string. Like you gotta love a guy like Jimmy Butler. Um, obviously they made it to the finals a couple of years ago in the bubble year, lost to the Lakers. But I do like Jimmy Butler. I I would love to see him get a ring. Um, I agree as as well, Jimmy. Uh, I, I would love to see. Uh, we talked about him earlier. I would love to see Russ get a ring because that's the only thing that's missing on the resume. You know what? Yeah, I, I would like to see Russ get a ring, but not while he's with the Clippers, though. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I would I would love to see to see Russ uh, get a get a ring as well. Um, before we before we switch over to some football stuff, the Heat is looking like the Heat are going to sign. Uh, was it uh, Quinn Snyder as the uh, as the new head coach? They got rid the of the Hawks. Um, excuse me, Hawks. I'm sorry. They yeah. got rid of Nate McMillan. Um, Chris, I see, okay. I see you up there. It was that Mika Mika Boo? I see you would love to see Chris Paul, but then you would love yeah, because they both can't. They both can't, they both can't yeah. win this season, and they both getting older too. So that's the that's the thing. When you talk about at least with Embiid, he's he's young enough. Where he's got you know at least a decade left to play. Uh, Chris Paul, the way he was looking last year, come playoff time. I don't know how many more years we're gonna see Chris Paul in in the league. Um, same thing, same thing with, with Russ. Russ can stick around a little bit longer, but again, these guys are older now, and they're not gonna be in the league. I can't see these guys being in the league Mama. for for more another five six years. So it'll be it'll be harder for those guys to uh, to get a ring. But either one of those guys is definitely uh, more than worthy. I think both of those guys are first ballot Hall of Famers, um, and and definitely title worthy. So I wouldn't mind. Um, Either one of I, those. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at either one. I, I would always say a little bit more leaning towards Russ than Chris Paul. Chris Paul got his, his shot with the Suns. Remember when Russ and them went, they were so young. They probably thought they were going to get back to more opportunities, and he hasn't had it. So that that's the only reason I would lean more to Russ. But you can't be mad with either one of them guys. Nah, not, not at all. Not at all. Um, NFL news. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they didn't take long to uh, to. Hold on, hold on. I thought we was getting to Quinn Snyder. Oh, we just, oh, okay. We're going to get into Quinn Snyder. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk Quinn Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Quinn, Quinn Snyder's going over to Atlanta. Uh, I, I hate that Nate McMillan was was cast to be the scapegoat there. Um, I would like to know, and, and we need to have somebody maybe who, who's a little more in tune with what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks organization. There's been this constant rumbling for, for a few years now. We're like three or four years in about Trey Young and what he, what he isn't as a leader, what he is as a teammate. Him and John Collins have gotten into it before. Now Nate McMillan gets fired. This is the second head coach that's been fired under Trey Young. So at some point, the accountability got to fall on Trey Young because I think Nate McMillan has done a great job or had done a great job there. He led them to an Eastern Conference Finals. He led them to back-to-back playoff appearances, and he's out the door already. For me, Tripp, I, I would like to know a little bit more about Trey Young and what role he's playing in all this because when you're a young player and you're already on your third head coach, at some point, some of that's got to fall on your star. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and we've we've heard the rumors uh, about Trey Young wanting to get out of Atlanta before. There's so many stories, you know, stories that come out of that that organization. It's kind of hard to tell um, until somebody, you know, I, I'm sure at some point somebody's gonna let the cat out of the bag, and 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 we'll 
we'll we'll hear what's really been going on behind the scenes over there. But yeah, um, Trey Young, he's definitely he's the best player on that team. So it's going to be up to him to kind of step up and, and and lead things. But you also have to have that connection with the with the coach as well. So you know maybe there was some some friction friction there between him. And Nate McMillan, which ultimately led to to him being up out of there. I mean, obviously the team isn't playing as well as uh, I guess expected of the, of them, you know. But um, but yeah, I think I think Trey Young is definitely got to step his game up, you know, as as a leader on the court as well. Yeah, there, there, there's got to be something going on there. Um, Mika Boo mentioned Trey is the problem. Probably you think he's more than what he is. Very possible. Um, they've been trying to trade John Collins for three years straight. Yeah, that's been going on. Like I said, that's really dated back to the issues that John Collins and, and Trey have had uh, internally. Um, and that was talked about during that year that they went on the playoff run that those guys really weren't seeing eye to eye and they were trying to figure out the dynamics of that team. But I, I for me, I just find it very odd because when you look at that roster, that's a really good roster. There's a lot of talent on that team. And for Nate McMillan to become the scapegoat, I just don't think it's right, man. Yeah, I- but you know that's how it goes, because I mean, we we gonna get rid of our young superstar? If it <laughs> no, I, I we know that's yeah, that's, so that's, that's just, the difference. That's I know we are gonna get to the NFL in a second. That is the difference between the NFL and the NBA. That, and we heard the story this week about Russell Wilson wanted Pete Carroll out and the Seahawks were like, "Nah, we'll get rid of you first. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the NBA, it's the other way around. It's it's a star driven league. I get that completely, but it it's it's one of them dynamics that's just very odd for me because you know Trey. Aside from that, one year hasn't really done much to elevate the organization. Yeah. And Quinn Snyder, who's coming in, I like Quinn Snyder as a coach, but Quinn Snyder at one point had Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and he kept losing in the first round. So what upgrade is that really at coach? You know, it's got to be some sort of change from the players if y'all really want things to get better here. Because Quinn Snyder coming over, it's not like he's never coached talent either. He's coached some high-level talent as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, wanna, I do want to get to – Mika had another question up here about Jabari Parker. Let me throw that up on the screen. Yo, man, big shout out to y'all, man, for, for rocking with us and, and continuing it to, to keep this thing going. Um, Mika's question is, why is Jabari Parker out of the NBA? Um, First of all, I was a Jabari. He was in, a, he, he was in the league last year. Yeah. Um, I was a Jabari Parker fan coming out of college. I know if, if y'all if y'all been rocking with us, for those of you that have been rocking with us for a while, y'all know Duke is my is my college team. So I was a Jabari Parker fan coming out of college. Um, I think injuries threw, threw him his career off track earlier. Um, and then you know sometimes it's just it's 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 hard to stay in the league as a journeyman. You got new guys coming in every week um, that can do a lot of different things. We're kind of into a, an era where it's like you kind of have to shoot the three um, on, on the offensive side of the of the of the, of the ball now. Um, it's more of a three and D kind of a league. Um, I think he's you know I think he's a good solid you know role player, but you know but I think teams just kind of see a lot of they they rather give the the younger talent a, a shot. You know Jabari Parker's actually been around for for a while. Now, he's been in, he's been in the league for. For some years, so he's he's had a lengthy career. You know, I think it was the averages I think like three or four years, but he's been in the league you know longer than that. He just never really got to to that potential um, as a top draft pick that that he was uh, projected to be. Yeah, uh, the injuries is really what robbed him of his opportunity because he's still a very young man. He's I, I don't even think he's thirty. Trip to be honest. So you know the injuries of what slowed him down a little bit, and then. You know, the league has so much talent, especially at the at the wing position on the perimeter that you kind of get lost in the shuffle. You saw last year, like Boston try to bring him in and give him a look, but there wasn't really enough minutes to give him much there. Mm -hmm. And when you look around the league, you know, unless he's willing to go to a team like Oklahoma City, who who completely developing their young guys and and talent, there really aren't too many opportunities for him right now. It's unfortunate, but he may just have to go to overseas route. Yeah. I mean, listen, he'll definitely still be able to to play basketball. If he wants to play basketball, he can do that. And I'm sure he'll get other tryouts, especially, um, you know, guys get injured. He might be able to get a 10-day mm-hmm. contract here and there. We, we just saw, you know, Myers Leonard get a uh, 10-day contract with uh, with Milwaukee. So I'm sure, you know, as guys go go down with injuries, he'll, he'll get other opportunities. Um, but, yeah, just right now, there might not be a spot on the, on the roster, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
Listen, we trying. I'm still trying to get Carmelo back. We, ain't, you know, what I'm saying we ain't get Carmelo back yet. I still think he got some some, some juice left. Even I mean, Dwight Howard took his talent overseas. You know, I, I think Dwight Howard could have still been on on somebody's roster. Not maybe not as a starter, but I think Dwight Howard could have definitely Hell been yeah. coming off the bench at least for for some team. So if DeAndre Jordan still getting spots, uh, Dwight could have definitely got some minutes somewhere. Yeah, and I don't even think I've seen DeAndre Jordan actually in a game. This, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I can't even but, remember the last time I seen DeAndre Jordan in the game. But yeah, there, there's always, um, you know, that that's just what how the game works, man. And unfortunately, you know, a year or two go by, if injuries start to mount up, you know, the young guys that come behind them, though, you know, those are the, the guys that the teams are going to invest the minutes and resources in. And if you're a guy like Jabari, who you know had a couple years in, couple injuries, like man, yeah, we we might have a few minutes for you, but more more than likely you're going to be on the bench. Yeah, exactly. I want, I want, I want, I mind that drunk sending metal to the Suns. At least it'll be the best possible chance for him to get a ring. Ah, man, I love, I love Carmelo, man, and I love everything he did for my Knicks, man. But uh, yeah, I, it, it, I think it looks like it's, it's over. Yeah, um, Eric, can you take Lene's, uh question? Um, and yeah, let me just, yeah, I, I do think Duke is playing better right now. Obviously, you know, Coach can't there no more, but. You know, I think they are starting to improve. Uh, so yeah, this is a good question. First, Gil Gil is a shock value guy. Um, he says things purely for shock value, and I, I you know, I, I understand it. He's trying to draw more eyes and attention to to his platform, but it's very. I never understand why people try to hate or compare other errors because you have to understand that the game was played completely different. You look at '80s basketball. The three-point line was was at its infancy stage. Nobody was able to shoot the ball that way. Nobody was looking to shoot the ball and shoot the three the way we do now. Also, it was a big man-dominated game. You threw it to the low post. You let the big man go to work, and everybody else kind of stood around and cut off of that. So to try to say, you know, in Gil's words, to try to say those guys can compete now, that's, that's almost knocking those guys' basketball IQ. Those guys could have adjusted to the game the way it's played now if that's the style of play it needed to be. Um, because we can't forget there was also West Coast teams in the 80s that were averaging 140 points a night that were getting up and down the court and, and playing a fast-flowing game. So they could have adjusted, absolutely. But Gill is a shock value guy. Um, in terms of the first part of your question, you ever watch NBA game, no one's playing defense. I do agree with that. I think some of these guys conserve themselves, and some of these guys understand that I, I want to be as fresh as possible for the fourth quarter, and then that's when we start to see a little bit more locked in defense and a little more intensity. But, again, that's just the way the game is played now. It's played at a faster pace, more space, and everybody's expected to get up and down the court and get as many shots up as possible. And defensively, it's very tough to ask somebody to do that for 48 minutes as well, to be a guy who can consistently knock down a corner three and run up and down the court and play defense on the other end. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say, I'll say this. I, first of all, any superstar from the 80s or 90s could definitely play in this era. Like, I'm, I'm going to say that. Hands down. Now, if if you're talking about the rest of the, the role players, I, you know, I think we're in, in 2023 players are bigger, stronger, faster. So maybe not from a physical athletic standpoint with some of these guys. I mean, especially not anything, anything before the 80s. I don't know if they could definitely keep up with these guys now. But anybody coming um, coming out or coming into the league they're going to cater themselves after what's the most dominant things going on in the league at the time. So like Eric mentioned, where now it's a shooters league. So yeah, everybody coming out of the league now, you you want to be able to shoot the three. Um, the new thing is the three and D players. So I do think that, you know, in the 80s and 90s, if, if those guys were coming into the league now, they would still be able to play. They would just be doing the, uh, the things that we saw now. If you look at, say, a guy like Elijah Wan, Elijah Wan was, was would have been a transcendent big man. Because he was somebody that could step back and shoot the three at that time, even you know even a guy like Patrick Ewan who couldn't shoot the three like that, but he could step back and and hit hit those those long two point jump mm-hmm. shots as well. So you had guys, or you know, you look at a guy like Reggie Miller, who you know what I mean up until recently we looked at as the greatest shooter of all time. You know what I mean? Guys like that, like superstars, are always going to be transcended. So I, I don't. So with with his comments in regards to that, you can you can kind of cancel the superstars out of the equation. Right, because honestly, one we know Michael Jordan was going to dominate in any area that he played in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and, and and see, like to Drunk's point, right? Uh, that question he put up: Gilbert said Bill Lambert would not make an NBA roster today. Y'all believe that? See that this is why this is all shock value, right? Because 
if Bill Lambert couldn't make a roster today, then how is Steven Adams on the roster? Because Steven Adams is exactly the same type of player as Bill Lambert. Mm -hmm. Steven Adams is very limited offensively it's in terms of skill set, right? Yeah. But he's a guy who protects the rim. He's a defensive anchor on your team. So if Steven Adams could play nowadays, how could Bill Lambert not? Yeah. But these, these are the things Gil, you know, will throw out there for shock value. And, and to your point, Trip, I want to double down on it as well. You, the greats are going to be the greats, and the greats are the greats because they adjust to whatever the game presents them. You know what I'm saying? When you're a, a secondary player on the team, a role player, yeah, you're just going to do whatever it takes to get you on the roster. But we can't overlook that a lot of guys in the 80s and 90s sacrificed their game because that's what the NBA told them to do. You know, there was, there was guys who probably could have averaged 20, 25 a night in the right situation, but you get drafted to a situation where you got to come in and kind of be a, more of a role player. You got to limit your shots. You got to take you got to take certain things out of your game to fit to be able to get some playing time. Michael Cooper said as much when, when he got drafted to the Lakers. Michael Cooper was an All-American in college, mm -hmm. but they already got Magic. They got Kareem. They got James Worthy. So they don't need me to score 20. They need me to come in here and be a defensive anchor on this team and run the lane and get, you know, get a couple baskets in transition. But my job is to play defense. You know, we, we see it. Andrew Wiggins, look how his game has changed when he's been allowed to shoot more. Absolutely. You know, look, look, look at Harrison Barnes and what he was with with the Golden State Warriors compared to the Kings. When he's able to shoot more, he's going to score more. So certain guys have to sacrifice their game for the greater good of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Let me throw Melissa's comment up here. <laughs> she tried to spell my myth a little bit. Luca is slow yeah. and not fast and dominating bigger, stronger, pl faster players. Yes, Luca is an anomaly. And same thing with Joker. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> those two. Like you don't see too many Lucas in the league. You don't see too many Jokers in the league. And even if you look at the other guy, like let's say who's the 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 best player from out of out of Europe or period in the league. Period is Giannis. That's that prototype, bigger, stronger, faster, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and able to to do it on both sides of the of the floor as well. Um, but yeah, Luke is definitely an anomaly, um, and he's one of my favorite players as well, one of the top players in this league. So, and I think he's going to continue to to get better um, as as he continues to, to to grow in this league. Let me just throw Melissa's comment up there because you know we 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 we, we miss Melo man. We 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 New York guys, so you know we yeah. definitely miss Carmelo Anthony. Uh, hoping, um, she says, what's the deal with Carmelo Anthony not being on the team? And Portland, he was solid. Melo can give a team ten points in a game in fifteen minutes. Your guess is as good as as good as ours, okay? Because right now, first of all, there are teams right now that I feel like Melo could start on. Not saying he's gonna be an all star or superstar or anything like that, but there are there are, are guys in the league right now that I feel like Carmelo Anthony could play ahead of on the roster. So I wholeheartedly believe Melo could still be in the league playing. Now again, I I am sure a lot of teams look at it as Melo's old, and we got a lot of young talent that we need to be given opportunities to see what they can do because they're going to be here. Whether or not Melo plays this year, Melo's not going to be here for the next 10 years. So my guess would be that we got to give these young kids who are going to be here or potentially could wind up being here that time. Because, again, going back to what you said about the, about Michael Cooper, okay, where he comes out of college as an All-American but has to kind of tailor his game to what the team needs. So, yeah, you know, these just like, now nah, we got to get the young guys. They run and see what's up because they're, they're going to be the guys that are going to carry the franchise moving forward. You know, obviously, I don't even think money is too big of an issue in here because, you know, Melo's going to get the league minimum anyway at this point. But personally, I would love to see Melo win the league. I know Eric would love to see Melo win the league. We just finished listing him as one of the guys that we would love to see get a championship. So, Yeah, I mean, and in terms of, like, him starting, yeah, he could start if he wanted to go to Houston or San Antonio, right? But at this point in Melo's career, he wants to play for championships or at least significant playoff runs. So that limits his options. Um, as Drunk mentioned, maybe it is Phoenix. You know, maybe a team like them, they they bring him in and uh, give him an opportunity to come off their bench and play, you know, eight to 12 minutes a night as, as an additional shooter. Um, may, maybe it is a, a team like Memphis who might need another shooter, a veteran guy off their bench. But it's got to be a situation where he's playing for a team that is playing for something. It can't just be for a situation of old Melo's getting 20 minutes tonight for the Toronto Raptors, but they're not playing for anything. He's going to want to play for something, and that's where it gets tricky. So 
we may see Melo picked up late, you know, who knows? But I, I honestly think it's over. I think that that time is, is coming gone. And unfortunately it was a great run, but I think it is over for Melo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. And it sucks because it's like, you know, you get, you get attached to these guys as your favorite players. So yeah, you want a guy like Melo to, to end his career with a ring. I want it more than anything for Allen Iverson to, 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 to finish his career with a championship ring. Yeah. You know, it just it, it it doesn't it doesn't always happen. Um, Drunk says y'all think NBA suffering from too much talent being the reason players like Melo just getting. Sh- I mean, I, that is a big a big part of it as well. Like, there's a lot of guys that can do similar things to what to what Melo can do, and 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 then you add the age, and they're a lot younger. So yeah, just look how many. I mean, come on, y'all see how how many guys in the league that that play well. You know, so. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to say the league is suffering from that. I think that's probably not the right take. I would take on it, but I think the league, the league is also smarter, right? So we have certain teams that, even though they're not good, they're not going to give the minutes to Melo because, like Tripp said, they want to develop a young guy. You know what I'm saying? So could could he start on Houston? Yeah, but why would Houston bring Melo in and take minutes away from a young guy who they could develop for the for the years to come? So it's it's just one of them situations that sometimes you age out, man. And we see it in football as well. We see it in baseball as well. Where sometimes it'd be that, you know, your favorite veteran who just can't get on with a team because it's not the right situation. So, you know, Melo had his opportunity. Melo had a very long career. Um, you know, Melo had his chance. I, I hate that the Knicks wasted some of those years, but he had opportunities in Denver too, and they didn't really make it work. And, you know, remember he went to LA last year and they were supposed to make it work there and they really didn't. So Maybe that was it. Maybe Melo had his opportunities, and that time has come and gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, while, while I got you guys, make sure you guys are, are locked in with us, man, on all our social media. Uh, again, Twitter, Instagram at Real Fan Talk, Facebook dot com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk. Uh, let me throw the YouTube up there for you guys as well. Subscribe to that YouTube channel if you aren't already. YouTube.com forward slash for the fans productions. And do not worry if you guys aren't in the New York City area and you can't watch uh, on Verizon 43 on Thursdays from 8 to 9 p.m. You can still watch us from anywhere in the world. All you have to do is uh, go to realfansrealtalk.com. Click that uh, red button on the homepage and you can watch on Thursday nights from anywhere in the world. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Real Fans Real Talk and the Sanchez Show podcast. Both uh, podcasts are on all major streaming platforms. Um, We got got so much uh, more content that's going to be coming to you guys within the next couple of weeks. A couple of more uh, big guests that we're going to be bringing on the show as well. So make sure that you guys are locked in with everything that we we have going because we want you guys to be interactive with us, especially once we start bringing the guests onto the show, we definitely want you guys um, going back and forth, dropping your comments, dropping your questions, um, you know, with us as well. So just stay, just stay locked in with us, um, Eric. Can we can we talk a little bit of football because we're running low on time today? Unfortunately, guys, we got we gotta have a hard exit at twelve o'clock today. Um, so I'm gonna try to, to squeeze as many of these the topics that we have on the rundown uh, in, in over this this uh, last uh, twelve minutes of the show. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, they promote Matt Nagy uh, to the new Chiefs offensive coordinator. Um, uh, I mean, I, I guess according to since Andy Reid calls all the plays anyway, does this even matter, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not shocking because Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator actually before Eric Bieniemy. That's how Matt Nagy got the, the Bears job. So um, he's been back on their staff the last couple of years since being fired from the Bears. I don't think it's that big of a deal, as you mentioned, because Andy Reid still has full control over the offense. He's still going to call the plays. Mm-hmm. And for the Chiefs, this is just about uh, keeping everything in-house and, and letting everything run as smoothly as possible. I mean, you know, when you've been to three Super Bowls in five years, you really don't want to rock the boat too much. So just bring in a guy who already knows the system, knows what we like to do. And Andy Reid is still going to call the plays. Exactly. I agree. Um Rams making some headlines. Uh, been 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 a year now since they won the Super Bowl, um, but they did sign uh, middle linebacker Bobby Wagner to a five year deal. Um, but he is actually released, and they are also talking about trading trading Jalen Ramsey, um, one of the, still one of the top uh, cornerbacks in in football. Um, what's your thoughts on both of those things, Eric? Uh, the Bobby Wagner one is a little surprising because he 
played really well. He led the league in tackles. Had a, had a, a he was second team All Pro this year, so he played really well. Um, the Ramsey one, I'm not too surprised about because they were at a point where they're in, you know, cap hell. They they went all in for those uh, couple seasons, and they got to kind of backpedal all for that. And remember when they were saying f them picks? Now they're saying we were just playing. So they're trying to get Jalen Ramsey up out of there to see if they can get some picks back because they're in a very tough spot. Uh, the Rams, the Rams are about to be in for a long rebuild over the next few years. Yeah, and listen, you know, they they did what you what, what, what the team is supposed to do. When you go all in like that to win a Super Bowl, you have to win a Super Bowl, and they did it. And you got to think, how many teams are not going to win a Super Bowl over the next thirty years? Like just right, not, I'm just throwing random numbers, but it's, you could be go longer than that. There's teams that's going to go another forty years without winning championships. So, I would say at least. You can check off the investments that they made, all the the trades, you know, to to get Matthew Stafford, uh, them bringing in Von Miller for the year. They did everything they could to win the ring, and they got the ring. And hey, listen, now you start over. It is yeah. it is what it is. But you got your you got your ring, um, out of the deal. Let me throw Trunks' comments up there. I know McVay wanted to dip on the Rams. So. Hey, he he may still do it. Um, yeah. He's flirted with the idea of of retiring over the last year or two. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he still does, or maybe he just comes back for one more year and then retires, take a little break, and then find a better situation. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? We we don't know how these things are gonna shape out. Coaches jump ship all the time. When it when 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 everything look good, they're gonna stick around. But if, if they can go well, to greener pastures. Hey, I, I, but we got to give McVay his credit though, because he took over after Jeff Fisher left out a complete mess. Yes, uh, with the Rams, and he immediately turned them into contenders. Absolutely, uh, under Sean McVay. This was their first year actually missing the playoffs with Sean McVay. So he's done a great job there. Uh, he deserves everything he's gotten there, and you know, winning that Super Bowl. Yeah, and and, and to, to to their uh, defense, they had a lot of. Big season-ending injuries. You know, Cooper yeah. Cup goes down after a while. Matthew Stafford uh, goes goes down. You know, so they had a lot of key injuries. Plus, you know, losing Odell Beckham Jr., losing Von Miller this season. They didn't have Robert Woods anymore. You know, so they they definitely had a, there was a lot that went into them not making the playoffs this year. If everybody's healthy, you know, they're probably in the playoffs again. How far they go, I I can't say. But if everybody's healthy, I, I think that they're back in the playoffs. Yeah, they they had one of the most injury played seasons in terms of the offensive line. I think they started the the most combination of offensive linemen this year. Um, on opening night, they were already down to the backup. I think backup right and left guard. So they had already missed the starting guards before the season even started. And by the time the season ended, they were down to some third stringers. So they just had a lot of injuries over there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, oh my God, Davis Webb, backup uh, uh, quarterback for for the Giants. You know, he, he he got himself a nice little cushy coaching job with the Denver Broncos. He's going to be uh, Russell Wilson's new QB coach, man. Shout out to him. Man. I love it. I'm, I just want to know how those meetings go, because if you're my quarterback coach and you weren't better than me as a quarterback, what advice can you give me? That That's what I would love to know. Well, I mean, listen, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot that, that this ain't the first time that's happened. No, it's not. I, I, but I'm always intrigued by those conversations because it's like, Obviously, you can't read a defense better than me because if you could, you would have been a successful quarterback. So you couldn't yeah. do that. So what conversations are we having now? If now some guys are better coaches though than they are players, some, right? And it, I was just about to say that. I think it's different when there's a, a distance between the time you guys have played. Like for example, Ken Dorsey, who's the offensive coordinator at the Bills. Ken Dorsey's in his forties. He's much older than Josh Allen. He yeah. wasn't in the league when Josh Allen was in the league. So there is no comparison. But when you're talking about two guys that were in the league at the same time and it's like, now you're my coach. Uh, oh, OK, I, I, don't, I don't know how those meetings go. I, that's that's funny to me. Well, they said Russ, uh, it was weird because Russ, Russ Wilson got an office next to like all of the, the gyms and all of that. So, yeah. you know, they, they already yeah. got some weird stuff going on. Uh, in Denver. Russ had an office. And he had his own like little coaching staff that only worked with him. Remember, Sean Payton came in immediately and said, yeah, that's not happening anymore. You're getting rid of them guys. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Oh, uh, shout out to The Rock, man. Uh, Bought the XFL. The XFL is going. Um, I don't know how how much you've gotten into the XFL yet. I did check out a little bit of it. Um, I did like seeing guys like Josh Gordon, who I really liked in the league. Uh, AJ McCarron, um, you know, former Alabama QB, he got some, he got some run out there. Uh, I mean, it ain't, it's not NFL, 
And I haven't put no tickets in yet on XFL football. But, you know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's cool, I guess, to turn the channel sometimes and, and, and see those guys. But it's, it's still it's still football, it's still professional football. Um, and, I, you know, I, I want to try to support The Rock and, and, and support those guys. Because one thing we love amongst anything is young men and women getting to the bag. So if you can get a check and, and, and continue to do the things that you love, why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tune in and support it for that reason, like you said, because there's a lot of young men out there who NFL dreams, you know, for whatever reason, are cut short. And it's unfair because them guys shouldn't have to just fade off into the sunset. If you still got game left, you should you should be able to play somewhere. So mm-hmm. I like it. And, you know, I, I'm going to tune in. I got to do a little more research before we start gambling on it, though, Trip. because uh, <laughs> we're not just trying to throw money away. Yeah, but exactly. I'm going to tune in. Drunk, uh, drunk at the inside. Drunk, I need to know what, what you thought of the Battle Hawks. Let me know what you think of the Battle Hawks. We might have to put a little something down on them. Uh, <laughs> Yo, drunk be everywhere. He got he got parts on everything that's nah, going on. <laughs> I like drunk style. I need to, I need to get a little intel on the Battle Hawks and know if maybe we should put them on a ticket. And you, know, you said they should they should adopt their fourth and fifteen rules. Oh, instead of the onside kick. Okay, um, I, I like that. Yeah, I do like that trip. I don't know if you if you saw it, but. If you instead of attempting an onside kick, you can attempt a fourth and fifteen, and if you convert it, you keep the ball. Yeah. And if the defense stops you, I like that better than an onside kick. I do. I, I'm not a fan of that three point conversion play because I don't. I don't think that's really like there's no there's no real challenge there because it's a three point play that I think you do from the ten yard line, which that's still a red zone play for most teams. You know, for every team, that's a red zone play. But that fourth and fifteen, I do like that better than an onside kick. I actually kind of do like that that uh that fourth and fifteen. Okay, yeah. See the see that best quarterback in the league. <laughs> hey, roll roll tide, baby, roll tide. That's what I'm talking so about, man. So you're telling me the battle hawk <laughs> sort of battle is, is he the Patrick Mahomes of the XFL? <laughs> is that what we I gotta look at the MVP odds. I gotta check out the MVP odds after we get off the air. Let me see. Who is he said Heinz Ward? Oh, Heinz Ward is coaching okay. the Oh, nice. Okay. Hey, now that I like, um, you know, what I'm saying you, I, I'm, I ain't no Steelers fan, but I got a lot of respect for Hans Wood. You know, absolutely being a Ravens fan and seeing that man <laughs> do what he did in this league and just bullying cats out there, like that was, that was one of them receivers that you did not want to go up against because he was knocking you out. You, 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 you going to get hit him? He was going to hit you first. He was one of those, one of those guys. So, listen, it's seven o'clock. Actually, now you got me looking it up. Now there's seven o'clock game tonight between the defenders and the Vipers. I'm trying to see who's on these teams, but I might have to tune in. Check the right. I think I was going by whoever got the most NBA players that I that are recognizable to me, and that's what I was better. You mean you saying NBA players? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, not, not NBA. I look for the guys that played in the NFL that I know, and then that's how I would better on their team because I'm like, ah, right, you know what? I'm gonna give them a little bit more of an edge. I'm trying to see what the stats was looking like. I might have to Google that. I'm gonna have to check it out. But right now, it looks like the uh, the Vipers are favored by three points. I'm gonna have to look into this. All right, well, listen, we we yeah, see, yo, drunk got us on our XFL game right now. Yeah. We about to <laughs> start going in depth, um, really quick. Boxing, some boxing news. Um, it is finally official. Uh, paperwork is signed, April twenty second. Ryan Garcia versus Javante Tank Davis. It is going down. Um, I'm a little disappointed though, because they they're gonna be fighting at a catchweight. Like I, I I'm not trying to pay pay per view and the belts ain't on the line. Not that I was going to do that anyway, but I'm they just ain't got no belts anyway, though. But I'm just, but I'm just saying, none of them dudes have any belts anyway, though, bro. Then why? This, don't, oh, this is crazy, right? It's now. a, it's a mega fight in the sense of the names, yeah, but they, this is not a. Uh, neither one of them is the, is the champion at at lightweight or welterweight. Yeah. So um, obviously we know Devin Haney's the king at at lightweight, mm-hmm. and at welterweight we're talking Spence and Crawford. Yeah. Um, you know, but. We they they had hinted that this might be at a catchweight anyway because Javante has been trying to move out of the lightweight division and Ryan Garcia really hasn't taken any fights outside of the lightweight division so it's still a good fight I think it's still a great weight for them at uh what one thirty six I believe they they're going out of that yeah I mean I, I guess because it is a fight that we wanted to see still but they're gonna try to charge an arm and a leg to watch this fight it's like I don't like I I only support paying for pay per views if it's the championship fight. You know, yeah, but like, you you know it's still a mega fight. It's the biggest fight of the year. It is. Um, outside of Spence and Crawford figuring out a way to get it on, but it is the biggest fight of the year. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, this is going this is going to be the first. <laughs> I'm drunk. Come on, drunk. You got to chill. Man. Nah, drunk is right. He's right. He's not going to put. 
Trip, you know, you know, we we know the sites to go to as well. Drunk, know the sites. Yeah, we do, we do. But, but this, but he's right though. This fight is so good. This, you don't want the connection going out on this fight. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. I you can't, you. you can't invite people over to watch this one, and then the, the connection ain't quality, and you're yeah. missing parts of the fight. Nah, this is one of them that you just got to make the investment. Yeah, you know what, Eric, you're right. I, drunk, you're right as well. I think I'm actually gonna have a fight party for this one. Then. I think I'm gonna have a fight party. So you know what? Shout out to Drunk, man. Thank you for that, man. I'm That's definitely gonna do that. Um, oh, this uh going down uh tonight, actually. Uh the fight that we've been waiting for. <laughs> Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. And I say that only because it's actually the first time he's actually fighting the boxing. That's why I say it's the fight we're waiting for. Not for any other reasons but that. <laughs> But who are you taking tonight? You take does does Jake Paul finally beat a boxer, or does Tommy Fury put an end to all of this nonsense? I got Jake Paul. Uh, is the fight tonight or tomorrow? We need clarification because I I was seeing that since they're fighting in Abu Dhabi and the time difference oh, that the fight is like tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's on. It's it's on. Hold on, it's on ESPN. Um, yeah, I think it's tomorrow, like late morning, early afternoon. I thought I saw. I, I could be wrong. If it's tonight, I hope it is tonight, though. Um, I got Jake Paul. I'm going to be honest. Because Tommy Fury hasn't shown anything as a professional boxer. Tommy Fury is more named than substance at this point. Also, Tommy Fury, similar to Jake Paul, he hasn't been beyond, I think, six rounds. Um, because he's so early on in his career, uh, he hasn't really had anything beyond like an eight-round fight. And I think he's only gone six rounds in any of those fights. Yeah. I like Jake Paul. I, I do. I think Jake Paul has been a little more active. I think Tommy Fury's kind of run from him the last couple of times they're supposed to fight because the last two times they had a contract in place, Tommy Fury found a reason not to fight him. So I'm going to take Jake Paul. Yeah. Um. It's actually just going down tomorrow at two in the afternoon. So y'all better hurry. If y'all going to church, you better hurry. You know, tell, tell the pastor don't be up there all day at the pulpit. You gotta yeah, you got to speed it up. <laughs> you got to speed it up tomorrow so y'all can get back and, um, and watch that fight, uh, which the drunk says if Fury lose. <laughs> we got to go get Errol Spence. <laughs> Not. Nah, I mean, Jake Paul, yeah, Errol Spence put the beats on him, you know, but Jake Paul's a little bigger. At this point, if Jake Paul win, it got to be the Canelo fight next. Just give him Canelo at this point and like, right, we just got to end this. We need somebody yeah. to just destroy it. You got to destroy him. Yeah. It can't just be outboxing. You got to destroy him. It got to be Canelo. Like, I'm talking about, I, I want to yeah. see him knocked out like Nate Robinson was knocked out in the ring. That's what I want to see. If he beat Fury... Then it got to be a real boxer that got to step up, and you gotta you gotta knock him out the way Nate Robinson was knocked out, well, and and that's it. I'm tired. Of before this. we wrap, because I know we're running short on time. Which knockout was worse? I when he did that, when he did to Nate Robinson was bad. But remember when Canelo, when we thought Canelo killed Amir Khan, mm -hmm. when Canelo immediately started praying in the ring. That like yeah. Well, I would say the Nate one was worse just because Nate is not really. Used to taking no type of hits like that because he's not a boxer. Yeah, that's true. At least Khan, I mean, he we knew he had a glass jaw from before. So <coughs> you know, so with that one, it's like, yeah, I get, you know, I, I, I you know, it is what it is. It's, it's part of the game. Um, and lastly, before we got one more thing, um, a little bit of baseball. They finally got to the the number one spot. Um, the number one spot in Major League Baseball as far as the rankings go is Shohei Otani with my main man Aaron Judge coming in at number two. Um, I got some thoughts, but Eric, I'm going to let you talk about it first really quick. Uh, Otani being number one is understandable because he is a top ten pitcher and probably a top five hitter in the game. So I, I completely get it. It's just crazy that he's number one because he's probably going to be a Met next year and then Judge is number two. So the best two players might be in New York next year. I knew he was going. I knew it. I knew it. Um, I mean, listen. What 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 can you say? Uh, Shohei is a beast, um, and he plays both sides. Um, he play he pitches any 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 can hit. He's one of the top hitters in the league. Um, <clears throat> I still I still feel like you know obviously he gets a little bit of the edge because he does play you know hitter and he can hit any any throws. Um, but I still want. I would like to see Aaron Judge get that number one spot, just because there was one stat. I forget the exact stat it was that we looked at last year, Eric. And when you combine Shohei Otani's um the number from the pitching and the baseball, it was still lower than Aaron Judge's rating last year. 
Um, but yeah, yeah their, their war their war rating the yeah. wins above replacement yeah yeah so but but again you can't go wrong with either one of these guys is the best player because somebody that can 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 win you fifteen games in a season and can 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 bat for you know what I'm saying hit hit thirty forty home runs in, in a season as well. You can't you can't deny that. So either one of those guys is great. I'm looking forward to the season. Um, both the Yankees and the Mets actually are projected to have the best record in their in their respective uh, leagues uh, this season as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to to that. Um, obviously, we got a little while before spring training starts, but you know, baseball is going to be fun this season. Baseball is going to absolutely be fun. Like I said, I don't mind Otani <laughs> being uh, ranked number one. Judge won the MVP, which he he should have won, and he was it was well deserved. Mm-hmm. So I think the rankings are the rankings. It's fine. It it means nothing, you know, in terms of long term. It win games on the field. That's it. Exactly. Um. All right, man. Let's uh, final thought segment, Eric. What you hey, got, man? man. As always, I thank everybody, man. You guys taking the time. You get you guys are making the show so enjoyable with the comments, with the interaction. We greatly appreciate it. So we hope you guys continue to tune in. Um. Yeah, man, enjoy your weekend. We get into some XFL. Drunk, you have you have inspired me <laughs> to now look up some of these teams because I, I might want to place a bet on some of these teams. I need to see what's going on, man. So XFL, there's boxing this weekend. We get back in the full swing of things with some great NBA games. I hope everyone enjoys their weekend, and I look forward to seeing you guys next Saturday. Get your parlays ready, man. XFL action. We, <laughs> we doing it. Um. Oh, really, really quick. That's all, all I'm gonna say is again, get start getting getting them list together, guys. Get y'all top five. Get the best at um at each position. Um, and start sending them to us so we can get that Mount Rushmore special together. Again, thank you guys for rocking out with us. We will be back uh, next Saturday, same time, and we're gonna keep these lives going. Um, again. Facebook.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk. Twitter, Instagram at Real Fan Talk. And of course, uh, make sure you guys, if you aren't already, make sure y'all subscribe to that YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash For The Fans Productions. Uh, we want we want to keep you guys in the loop of everything that's going on, and we want to keep you guys going interactive with us, with the guests that's going to be coming to, um, coming on the show over the next couple of weeks as well. Um, with that being said, for myself, Trip Young, and my brother, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games, we up out of here. Peace. What's good? It's your boy Daylight. You're now tuned in with Real Fans, Real Talk.com. Bye, y'all. Uh huh. This is Real Fans, Real Talk. Real Fans, Real Talk. We as real as you thought. Real 